Act 5 of Bacides, or The Twin Sisters, by Titus Machius Plotus, translated by Henry Thomas Riley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act the Fifth, Scene 1. Enter Nicobulus, wringing his hands. Whoever there are in any place whatsoever, whoever have been, and whoever shall be in time to come, fools, blockheads, idiots, dolts, sots, oafs, lubbers, I singly by far exceed them all in folly and absurd ways. I'm undone. I am ashamed of myself that I at this time of life should disgracefully have been twice made a fool of. The more I think of this confusion which my son has made, the more I am incensed. I am ruined, and I am utterly destroyed. I am distracted in every possible way. All plagues harass me. By all modes of death do I perish. This day has Chrysalis rent me in pieces, Chrysalis has plundered wretched me. He, the villain, by his clever tricks, has shaved to the very quick, simple me, just as he has pleased. For the captain says that she is a courtesan whom that fellow said was his wife, and he has informed me of everything as each particular happened, how that she had been hired by him for this year, how that that much gold was left to be repaid, which I, most simple man, had promised him. Tis this, this, I say, through which my breast boils with indignation. Tis this, in fine, by which I am distracted, that I, and my time of life, should be made a fool of, I, by heaven, so made a very sport, and, with my hoary head and white beard, that wretched eye should be bamboozled out of my gold. Undone am I, inasmuch as this slave of mine has dared in this way to set not the value of a nutshell upon me, and I, if any other way I had lost a greater sum, I should have taken it less amiss, and have deemed it less of a loss to me. Enter Philoxenus. Philoxenus, as he enters. For sure some person, I know not who, seems to be talking near me. But who's this I see? Really? Tis the father of Menensilochus. Ha! I see a partner in affliction. Save you, Philoxenus. And you? Whence are you betaking yourself? From a place whence comes a wretched and a luckless mortal. Why, truth, I'm surely on the earth, the spot where it befits a wretched and a luckless mortal to be. We now, as we are of like age, are meeting with similar fortunes. So it is. But as to yourself, what's the matter with you? If faith, mine's the same mishap as your own. 
Does this misfortune in any way relate to your son? Such is the fact. The same disease exists in my own breast. Aye, and that very worthy fellow Chrysalis has been ruining my son, myself, and all my fortunes. Pray now, what is this mishap of yours about your son? You shall know. Together with your own son, he's undone. Both of them are keeping mistresses alike. How do you know? I have seen them. Ah, oh, wretch that I am. I'm ruined outright. Why do we hesitate a moment to knock and call them both hither out of doors? I don't object. Nicobulus knocks at the door of the house of Bacchus. Hello there, Bacchus. Bid the door to be opened this instant, if you please, unless you had rather the door and the posts be knocked to bits with hatchets. Scene 2. Enter first Bacchus and second Bacchus from the house. Who is that that calls out my name with such a noise and tumult, and is knocking so hard at the door? Aye, and this person here. Pointing to Philoxenus. Pray, what's the matter now? Who has been driving these sheep to us? These most shocking hussies call us sheep. They're shepherds asleep as they come straying thus from the flock. But I faith they are not white. They both look dirty. <laughs> because they have both been shorn just now. How they seem to be laughing at us. Let them, just as long as they please. Don't you think that these sheep are shorn three times a year? If faith, today one of them has been already shorn twice, that's sure. They are old and fleeceless, both of them. But I think they have been in good plight once. Prithee, do you see how they are looking with a sheep's eye at us? By my troth, I really do believe they are without any ill design. This happens to us deservedly for having come here. Well, let them be driven indoors to fold. I don't know what occasion there is for that, as they have neither milk nor wool. Let them stand as they are. Of whatever value they have been, they are now out of date. All their fruit has fallen off them by this. Don't you see how, straying unattended, they are ranging about at liberty? Why, I fancy that they must be dumb with age. They don't bleat even, though they are absent from the rest of the flock. They seem both silly and worthless. Let's return indoors, sister. Stay where you are, both of you. These sheep want you. Why, surely this is a prodigy. Sheep are addressing us with a human voice. These sheep will return you the heavy and great injury which they owe to you. If you owe me aught, I forgive it you. Keep it to yourself. I'll never demand it of you. But what is the reason that you are threatening mischief to us? Because they say that our two lambs are shut up here. Pointing to the house. And besides those lambs... My dog is there concealed that bites. 
If they are not now produced to us and sent out of the house, we shall be furious rams. We shall attack you forthwith. Sister, I have something to say to you in private. How now, prithee? They go apart. Whither are they going? Sister, I give to you that old fellow that's farthest off, that you may have him cleverly smoothed down. I'll now attack this other one that's angry, if we can only entice them here indoors. I'll manage my task with cleverness, although tis to caress an old skeleton. Take care and do your best. Be quiet. Do you do yours. I'll manage what I have said. Why are these two women holding a council here in private? What say you, my good fellow? What would you with me? I really am ashamed to tell you a certain thing. What is it that you are ashamed about? Still, as you are a person, a friend of mine, I'm determined to entrust you with what I could wish. Whispers. I'm good for naught. I've known that this long time, but tell me why you're good for naught. I've been terribly touched with birdlime. Troth, my heart is pierced by the goad. If faith, twere much better if your flanks were goaded, you worthless fellow. But what is it? Although I suspect that I myself pretty well know already what it is, still I should even like to hear it from yourself. Do you see that woman? Pointing to the second Bacchus. I see her. She's not an uncomely person. Troth, but she is decidedly uncomely, and you are a good-for-nothing fellow. Why more? I'm in love. You in love? Pon honour. And to you, you rotten creature, presume to become a lover at your time of life? Why not? Because it's a Disgrace! What need of words? I am not vexed with my son, nor yet is it right you should be vexed with yours. If they are in love, they do wisely. Follow me this way. They approach the old man. See, they are moving at last, these allures and enticers to disgrace. To the women. How now? Do you this instant restore us, our sons and my servant, or am I to try rougher means with you? Won't you away with you? You surely are not a man to address a pretty woman so rudely in that fashion. Most worthy old gentleman, by whatsoever is upon the earth, let me entreat this of you, that you will cease to attack this error with such great vehemence. If you don't away with you, although you are so handsome, I'll be doing you some great mischief just now. I shall endure it. I don't apprehend that any blow that you can give will cause me any pain. How smooth of speech she is. Oh, me, I am in alarm. First Bacchus, aside. He's more calm already. Step this way with me indoors, and there, if you choose, correct your son. Takes his arm. 
avaunt from me abomination, shakes her off. Do, my love, let me prevail upon you. You prevail upon me? For sure I shall prevail at all events upon this gentleman. Pointing Philoxenus. Yes, I beg you to show me indoors. What a dear man you are. But do you know on what conditions you are to show me indoors? That you are to be with me. <laughs> you mention all that I desire. I have seen wicked men, but not one worse than yourself. I am as I am. First Bacchus to Nicobulus. Step this way indoors with me, where you may be elegantly received with viands, wine, and unguents. Enough, enough now of your banquets. It matters not to me how I'm received. My son and Chrysalis have choused me out of four hundred Philippians. If I don't surely this day put him to the torture, I may never receive as large a sum again. What, pray, if half the gold is paid you back? Will you go indoors here with me, and so control your feelings as to forgive them their faults? He'll do it. Takes his arm. Certainly not. I won't. I don't care. Let me alone now. Shakes him off. I had rather punish them both. Take you care, you good-for-nothing man that through your own fault you don't lose even that which the favouring gods offer you. One half of the gold is offered. Take it and carouse and enjoy yourself with your partner. What? Am I to carouse in that very place where my son is being corrupted? You must carouse there. Am I to be the witness of it when she is reclining with him at table? Nay, so far as I am concerned, I faith I recline at table with your own self. My head does itch so. Aside. I am a ruined man. I can scarce deny her. And has it not before this come into your mind that if, while you live, you enjoy yourself... That, i'faith, is for no very long time, and that, if you lose the present day, it can never return to you after you are dead. What am I to do? What are you to do? Do you even ask it? I should like, and yet I am afraid. What are you afraid of? Lest I should be exposed before my son and my servant. Pray now, my honey, such things do happen. He is your own son. Whence do you suppose that he is to have money, except that only which you give him yourself? Let me obtain pardon for you for them both. Nicobulus, aside. How she does work her way. She is now prevailing on me against that which I was quite resolved upon. I will love you and embrace you. Through your doing, and for your sake, I am corrupted. I certainly had rather it were for your own than for mine. Come then, however that may be, 
although it is to my disgrace, I'll submit. I'll induce my feelings to do so. Have I that solemnly promised? What I have once said, I will not alter. The day wears apace. Come into the house to take your places at table. Your sons are expecting within. How soon, in fact, we may be dead, do you mean? Tis evening already. Come, follow us. Lead us in like bondsmen. They go into the house. First Bacchus, to the spectators. Right cleverly are these persons entrapped themselves, who for their sons had laid a snare. Goes in. The company of comedians. Had not these old men been worthless from their youth upwards, they would not, with their hoary heads, have this day done an action so disgraceful. Nor indeed should we have represented this, if we had not, before this, seen it happen, that fathers became the rivals of their sons in the houses of procurers. Spectators, we wish you farewell, and that you will grant us loud applause. End of Act 5 End of Bacides, or The Twin Sisters, by Titus Machius Plautus, translated by Henry Thomas Riley